Hello and welcome to another edition of the Comics Pals Reviews. I almost said a different show. I'm getting, uh, I'm, I'm, I gotta get used to hosting these things. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler, and I'm joined by my fellow uh, uh, Latino. Oh, I, I guess, I guess. I the, guess po- the-, the POC pals? The P- <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's announced already. That's why Pete's leaving. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. So, still on it, so I guess that, that just destroys the logic there. Well, um, no, you need, you need the balance, you know, the, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess then, then, then Pete should, uh, all right, this, this is, this is quickly falling apart. <laughs> I don't want to get people, you know, writing in the comments here. Um, no, no, we do want people getting writing into the comments. Yes. yes. But if you bring up race, that's a little weird. <laughs> And maybe you shouldn't. The, the only race you should be talking about is the, the race that uh, Ghost Rider makes in one of these comics down. down. Or, we'll, get to, we'll get to it. Or the mutant race, right, Tyler? Are they a race? Uh, yes. It's like... <laughs> I guess it's like, it's like white people. <laughs> this is a really charged one. Guys, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Like, is it a race or is it a, is it a culture? I don't, I don't know. Is it culture? What is culture? Ethnicity? What is it? What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, mutants. Let's see where they are in it. Guys, welcome to the Comics Pals Review. It's the Thursday show where we talk about the books that came out on Wednesday. There it is. Um, yes. Um, we, had another, we had four books this week. Some, some, I'm kind of bummed, but we're, we're talking about the Trial of Magneto number five. And I'm bummed because we're not uh, uh, joined by... Uh, Sean and 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 Pete, uh, but we have thoughts on that one. We're also been talking about Batman: One Dark Night by Jock, uh, Avengers Forever number one, and Nightwing eighty seven. I like how we're doing a number one and then a number eighty seven right afterwards. <laughs> you know, two great jumping on points. Honestly, uh, honestly, though, which one's more of a jumping on? Point? Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, guys. So comic books. We're talking about funny books. We're talking about books with pictures and color. And art and fun. Um, and the first one we're going to talk about is Trial of Magneto number five. So this book is by, um, let me just get the exact team here for you. I know it's by Leah Williams, but the art it team is. is kind of fluctuated a bit. Um, it's, so, uh, you got it? Yeah, I got it here. Yeah. So the art team is uh, Lucas Wernick on art and Edgar Delgado on colors with Clayton Cowles on letters and Tom Mueller designing just like every other X book. Get that paycheck, Tom Mueller. Let's go. Um, so we have been i would say on a on a united front when it comes to the thoughts on this book right i, I think we've all been kind of on the same page yeah we love it uh i don't know about <laughs> that i don't know about that um so well we, we read it we read it we, we read, read it. it i don't even want to say we hate read it i am interested in reading it like i think yes. like when it when i see it on the stands the quote-unquote stands um i want to read it i'm like oh okay that'll probably be on, on the high high part of my pile um but i'm just very confused by it and and not even just in terms of the content and the plot and the character work i'm confused on the the branding of it the marketing on it, it is a a question mark of a book for me and i don't think it's necessarily bad either it's just strange does that make it- sense it feels messy from like the the X stories that we're getting at the moment, yeah. um, like where it gets slotted in, plus how this 
supposed to con- uh, follow the the whole gala and then go into the next wave. And we've talked about this, you know, how um, I think it was uh, issues with like delays and different books coming out around different times. And this was supposed to be slotted in differently. And so yeah. I believe it was actually supposed to be a continuation of X Factor, like another yeah. arc, or at least the, the general story going on here. Yeah. And uh, it, it just feels like it, uh, it got inserted and we're kind of, at least for everybody else that, that has been reading some of the other X books, like we are kind of already past this moment in time. Um, we're just kind of like still dragging yeah. along here, but. And it was like marketed as like an event book. Yeah. You know? That's the thing. Yep. It was like one of the big summer announcements. It, I mean, it was, it was supposed to have all these, and that's the other thing I think that's been very messy about it. It's that it's supposed to have all these implications it's supposed to have these like last does have a, a, a at least two big implications you know, once, once by the end of it i think it does but the way that it's presented was i think that was the part that was a bit confusing for me i i wasn't sure like what i was supposed to have gotten out of it necessarily it felt very like high concept but not executed as or not presented to us that well i don't think it was presented as high concept and then the actual concepts of the book every issue has has like been its own high concept thing mm. and i feel like none of them really tied in together <laughs> yeah 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 um, so full full spoilers for trial of bagnino number five and the previous ones because it's the final issue of this mini mini i guess it'd be a mini, right? yeah um yeah it, like, like every issue something big happened but none of it matters um <laughs> Uh, Scarlet Witch dies as she won. Issue two, she comes back to life. She has her memory. I, I would say that's probably one of the bigger things. Yeah. Issue three, Kaiju. Um, issue <laughs> issue four, um, uh, uh, multiple Wandas who don't show up in this. Um, and then issue five, uh, mutant afterlife slash backup system. Like it's, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Yeah. And, and none of it that's doing Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's actually the yeah. other messy part is that none of this has to do with Magneto. Like, yes, at the end of it, and again, it's full spoilers, right? Like he colluded with Wanda to create this ethereal afterlife situation or backup I system. Because I, I have thoughts about the collusion there. Oh, I I I thought it was absolutely asinine. Like I'm like, why why go through all the the rigmarole for this and then mm-hmm. and then you're gonna pin it on my boy Toad? No, yo, I know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not a continuity stickler, nerd. I mean, I'm nerd, yeah. But I'm okay with letting continuity just go by the wayside as long as it's for storytelling. It's loose. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loosey goosey with it. But Toad has had character development throughout the years. He he was like the janitor for you know the the X you know uh, it, it was um. Jean Grey school during Wolverine and the X-Men era. Like he had a relationship with Husk. He he had development. He would never really do this, you know, in the current state he's in. I don't know. And also I don't think Magneto would frame someone like that. Like that just seems like another thing that just is out of character. I yeah, I don't I don't think the characterization of Magneto and um and Toad really worked. And also the turn, like if you went back in these issues, would we see Toad in the background of everything? I probably not. I feel like I would have caught that because I like Toad. I would have pointed him out. The so I hadn't read the fourth issue before we read this one. I think I missed the the last time we had done the review, and Doesn't so matter. 
but but like as I was catching up, I remember like the the cliffhanger at the end of that is of, of last issue is, and it's you, and then you turn the page, and it's you know credits, right? And then they they tease it out like for three pages in this book, and that that annoyed me beyond belief. Where it's just like is like previously on and then you know, the little recap page thing. yeah Which, uh, if, if done on, on purpose because of that kudos but, um <laughs> I, I don't think it was it, it's yeah it's it's the recap something that was three weeks ago you yeah know, like, there haven't really been delays on this you have like it, uh, like if you had marketed this book as title the title get rid of trial of magneto it had nothing to do with that Mm. call it scarlet witch the redeemer it would have sold so much more because of the the prominence scarlet witch has as a character now like in terms of its like pop culture cachet scarlet witch is leagues and bounds beyond magneto Mm. and i think you could have marketed as that would it be spoiling something maybe but like you get that in the first issue or two like i don't know but so was trial of magneto right like the 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 whole premise and implication of it was somebody killed the Scarlet Witch. The book's titled Trial of Magneto. Like you know, you can kind of. There was never a trial for Magneto in this. They're still trying to figure out what all the evidence is. Like by the end of this book, at the still. Damn, Krakoans. Are they called Krakoans or mutants? I don't want to be mutinist. Again, it's a race <laughs> thing. I don't know if it's racist. <laughs> you, you know what? I feel like mutant and or Krakoan, it works. Sure, sure. They learn nothing from human bureaucracy and red tape. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be better than us. Do it better. Uh, yeah, it's just like... Uh, I mean, I, uh, one of the things I, I don't necessarily like, but seeing Magneto go through every one of his costumes throughout this whole series is interesting. Like <laughs> he's mm. in the purple one at the end. He was in the black one temporarily and he starts off on the white one. I don't know. That's weird. Um, I do think the Lucas Warnick art is good. I don't care much for the reusing of panels that continues in this issue. Um, specifically that, that there's, there's probably four panels of Toad in it, even though he gets, you know, name called in this. And two of them are the same panel just mirrored. Um, Oh really? Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's the first one you see of Toad, and he looks a little slimy. Um, when he's at you know at the quote unquote trial, um, and then they do the same thing right before he gets sucked into the to the gaping uh, the Krakusi is what I'm gonna call it the 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 prison that he just opens up this wet gaping hole. It's called the Krakusi. Going forward, that's it. That's oh it. yeah, you're Krakosi. right. It, it, they totally, they did totally did use it. Yeah, and, he, and, he, and and Warnick did that um, a couple times in the previous issue too. Mm. And like, uh, I I get it. I mean, I copy and paste and work all the time. <laughs> like, I, I get the sentiment, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just how they avoid delays. And sure. yeah, you got. I mean, you got to take your your cuts wherever you can. You know. Oh, I see the other way now, where they're on the they're doing the whole sigil triangle thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's... I I think um, outside of that, I don't know that the art necessarily knocked me out of the park or knocked it out of the park necessarily. It was serviceable. I think the the panels are you know easy it enough to follow. Me, yeah, it reminds me of like when you have like an A tier artist on like a Spider Man or Avengers. And like they're off for an arc. It's mm-hmm. like you don't get some shit guy on it. It's still a top tier book, but it's not, you know, it's not 
Ryan Stegman. It's not um, whoever, uh, Ryan Otley, like on Spider-Man. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. But it's like what Valero Sheedy used to be. Now he's like, more A-tier. Or like uh, Pepe Larraz for anything X-Men. Like it's... Sh- sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a conundrum, this book, man. Uh, I mean, overall, I think I was really excited for the concept and the premise and um, how it started off. But from there, it kind of petered out. The the kaiju thing kind of came out of nowhere and like gets answered. But still, I, I guess not really. But it, 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 you get a reason. But I don't know that contextually it, it fits necessarily or, or makes sure. it better. And um, by the end of it, I'm... I'm interested in the implication. At le- I can at least say that is that I'm interested in the implication, sure, but I think agreed. to getting there was a bit of a slog. And I think there could have been a better way. One from to your earlier point, like from a marketing perspective on this book, on what the concept was, how we could have presented it, um, but also you know a clearer line towards the end, toward the end goal. I, I don't think we needed to be so sort of secretive and obtuse about it. I think we could have yeah, this thing zigzagged to get to its conclusion. Yeah, I think we could have been much more direct, and I think that would have benefited um, Leah, Leah Williams, I guess, narrative. I, I think it would have made things clearer. We wouldn't have felt like the kaiju came out of nowhere or something. Like this could have easily been three issues, and I would have been content removing a, like some content here or there. Sure, and, and like the thing about like Leah Williams too is like I think her strength comes from character work, and this whole miniseries has been so plot heavy and idea heavy that it really hasn't let the characters breathe which is where she excels mm-hmm. and there are little little peaks here and there of it um specifically like with um uh north star's husband like he has a couple of good good bits there like captain america towards the beginning or like at, at the end where where uh north star says you know he can have his child back who never who's actually never got activated um like there are good bits there, but like that's not what this book was. Um, so you're you're definitely right about Leah Williams being that character-driven writer. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to the plot, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't think it was executed well here. Um, and if if we had gotten stories more focused around. Um, to your point, right? Like North Star and and um, having this been focused around the the redeeming factor for Scarlet Witch, I think that would have been really compelling. And which is probably what we would have gotten too if it's if this was supposed to be an X Factor continuation. Yeah, you know, we would got we'd have gotten more of Prodigy, more of North Star, more of uh, uh, Dakin. I think Dakin's still an X Factor. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a weird. It's weird all around. I wouldn't call it bad. Um, I don't know what this would look like in trade. Um, uh, I, I'm I mean, still just I'm, be this. I'm, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm still a Leia Williams fan. I don't think it's going to sour me on Leia Williams' work. Like, I'm still excited to see what it, when, you know when her name's on a book. Um, Man, I, I've not, I've, I've yet to find something that Leia, I, I connect with Leia Williams on. Um, like, this was going to be that book for me because issue one started off phenomenally, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm in. This is my my door into her work and uh didn't stick for me um i uh gwenpool strikes back is a good lay williams joint okay um 
I'd recommend that. That's that's a fun one. But again, that's like focused on a solo character, you know. Mm. So I think that's it's where where she excels more rather than the ensemble pieces. And even X Factor is was good towards the beginning, but I think it got bogged down by the premise a bit. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. What is all right? So what are your thoughts on the Elysian Garden concept? I mean, it's cool in an idea that you know there's this you know peaceful alternative to the gauntlet now and or the crucible sorry and mm. that they can get all these people who, who were supposed to be mutants to come back to life and people who died before cerebro that's cool and that's the part i didn't get okay so this is essentially anyone anyone who was a mutant who died before like giant size x-men Okay, because uh, John uh, Thunderbird was one of those original X Men that are, that's in Giant Size X Men. He, right. he debuted with like Storm Wolverine. Well, Wolverine wouldn't debut, but as a mutant, Wolverine debuted, um, and all them. And he dies like within the first arc. Right, right. Uh, like and he has never been brought issues. back outside of I think like like some zombie arc or something like that. Um, but like Cerebro didn't exist at that point because it was just Professor X, you know. So in continuity, there are people who died before Cerebro even existed. So therefore, they can never have been backed up. Gotcha. So she yeah. was accessing this astral plane to yeah, be able reality, to... I guess. Reality and magic to get I everyone. See. So okay. any mutant that died in World War II can come back now, you know? Sure. Okay. All Wolverine's buddies, I guess, can come back. <laughs> All... So in practice, I don't know how that really matters. Because, like, in, in terms of the mutants that we know and love, uh, it was after Giant Size X-Men, to be, right. to be honest. Maybe you can pick and choose some weird, obscure characters from, I don't know, uh, the original X-Men run, you know. But uh, I don't know. But the idea of it is nice. And now that, that you know, Wanda is loved and accepted by uh, mutants, even though she's still not a mutant, is it's a fine place to be, I guess. I, I am tired of wanda as a broken character and this kind of redeems her a bit so mm, okay and see that arc that that whole arc would have been amazing right where she's like hey i, I did this thing this is yeah. my past whatever but now you got 20 million extra mutants that you didn't have before boom like cool yeah i she's literally redeemed it she instead of uh, killing or, or ending mutants she brings back so many that they never thought they can get. So, like, I get that, but yeah. Instead, in issue one, we had we had ten pages of a, a autopsy. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> page real estate here. I would have preferred more character work. It and like to get to for that to be the end goal, it's weird that Magneto would have to do this in secret. It it feels odd if the end goal is we're bringing back twenty million mutants. Hey. Uh, I don't think he would have trusted her. I think that's his justification for it. Really? Do I agree with it? I'm not sure, but mm. yeah. that know. felt a little messy. That felt like like it didn't like yeah. there was an easier way to get there. Yeah, this is like instead of a drawing a straight line, it's like one of those dark side omega sanctions where it just like twists and turns everywhere. It's, just, <laughs> it's like oh, we got there eventually, hit the target eventually, but you yeah, some weird weird choices on the way. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And I also liked the 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 whole toad. I didn't I didn't like it. The whole toad like Magneto, I did it for you. It's like mm -hmm. and it's like when Rikishi uh ran that or uh, ran someone over to because he did it for the rock. This is a wrestling thing. Sorry, Sean, you're not here. 
uh, I don't have my laugh track together. Uh, I can't even make that thing. All right, whatever. <laughs> it went right over. It hit the bookshelf over there. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> one of my uh, hit my tiki shelf over there. Oh well. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Batman One Dark Knight number one. Uh, this is by Jock. I don't really need to look up that creative team. I think I'm safe there. How about um, the letter. Oh shit! Yeah, there is a letter. Guys, I don't host enough. Sorry. Um, I got you. I got you. Clem Robbins on letters. Clem Robbins. Clem. You don't see that name too often anymore. Anymore? I've never seen it. You've never seen Clem. You don't know any. You've never grew up with Clem. I never grew up with uh, Robbins. (laughs) Okay, Bruce. Um, (laughs) All right. So, huh. Um. How did you feel about this? I'm curious to see how, how you felt about it. This was, this, I, I don't think I have any like immediate strong feelings. I think this was a good book. I, Jock as a creator, I think as an, all right, as an artist, Jock, really great. I think he does a lot Sells of, tickets. Yeah. yeah, does a lot of good stuff. Um, still nails it here. I think there are some things that I feel like I don't typically see of him uh and so i've i uh, was a little mixed more mixed than i typically am on jock art uh that said i think the the way he drove the story um you know the beats worked pretty well um the concept's interesting and i it was a good it was a, a well done issue um i'm not like in it but I had fun and I, I can see where this is going. And I, I think I'd follow it to the second issue. Okay. All right. So I, I typically really like Jock art. I'm a big fan of, of Jock stuff. Um, you know, whether he's with, you know, Snyder or doing like creator own stuff or even like a lot of his Batman stuff. I mean, there, there's that iconic Jock cover for detective comics with, you know, the Joker and it's made out of like bats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, r- real big thing. Um, but I didn't care for this, honestly. The specifically on the art, or like as a package. Well, I think the art was almost playing. Like when I read this, it was like, all right, one dark night. It's gonna be Jock doing Batman. I mean, a, a Gotham during a blackout. I'm like, all right, all for it. Mm-hmm. Plays the Jock's strengths. You know, it's all dark. He can play with shadows. But like, he doesn't do that in this issue. The first issue, it's all in this weird kind of sunset color. Yeah, which, yeah. Felt more like cotton candy than an actual sunset in terms of the coloring. I thought the coloring was a little strange in places. Um, I did enjoy having Batman be like the blue cape Batman. That I dug. That was that, cool. that I enjoy. It was a little. The coloring was a little different than what I'm used to from Jock. Um, but the the art was good. I still think it was good. But mm-hmm. I I did not like the the, the story here. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought the characterization of of Batman and Alfred talking to each other did that not was hit weird. the mark at all for me. Batman yeah. is like yelling a lot, like like he's he's like he's in a hurry. You know what I mean? Like even when Batman's in a hurry, I don't think he's ever rushed. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like there was a lot. Um, like there was like pressure on him when he's like Batman. He's usually composed, and uh, I, I I definitely agree on the ban like the banter there with felt too too much back and forth um, for for Alfred. Uh, you know, he, he made his, his jokes about like hot cocoa and, oh, I should grab my, my gin and pour me a drink and whatnot. Um, but it, it, that, that works, but I don't think it works for the dynamic that these two have. I agree. It was way too quippy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very quippy. Like, I, I, I get it, you know, like, when you think of, like, the animated series or even, like, some of those Chewbacca Batman things, like, they, they quip against each other. But, like, it just it just seems counter to the content of the story. Mm. Um, okay. And, and I kind of wish we would have gotten to the blackout sooner. Like, we don't get that till the very end, really. Um, I didn't cause... mind that. I, I think I liked the... I like that pacing of like we're getting to it and we're going to explore it into the next issue. I don't know how long this is, um, how many issues this thought, is going to be. I thought I read somewhere it was three, but I, I don't quote me on that because I really don't know. Hmm. Um, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind that. For me, what I did mind was like, it's interesting when you build Gotham up um, as like its own character, but it's different when you get a lot of I guess, players into the city. And um, I mean that with like all the gangs that popped up, there was this one page where we got shown, you know, a full map, which was cool. I appreciated the map and um, love a map, love a good map. It's good. It's a, it looks like you're taking the same route that Leia Thompson took in her uh, storytelling. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She went around the whole park though. Honestly, probably smarter, probably smarter in this situation. (laughs) Also, like, uh, look at the map, Arkham and Blackgate being at the exact uh, yeah. ends of Gotham, like, infrastructure-wise. Come on, guys. Yeah, did not, not well thought out. Yeah. But, the, but the, the moment where there's, like, two pages worth of all the bad guys in all the different areas that were set up uh, in yeah. the city are suddenly mobilizing, that felt like a... Hmm, I don't know how it's a word this I, if, I was getting a, a real warriors vibe to it I, very much so yes yeah. very much a warriors vibe but it felt like a and i i don't mean this i feel like this is too charged but like a cheap way to get gotham as a character like it, okay and it's the bad parts of gotham coming out to not even that it's not like it, it doesn't feel like it's like lived gotham it feels like well these are where people are just like, like where the the npcs uh, are spawning okay. yeah. from you know they're just spawning from these spots it's not that they have lives here or that you know gotham feels like you, you're exploring the the underground of and the wretched parts of the city you're just kind of like these are people that uh we needed locations and everybody's converging on them and yeah just like warriors right like, like gotham theft auto <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah you know i i get you yeah uh yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I, I think uh, once I can see what actually happens, like I'm gonna probably read issue two. Like it's it's nice to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much. I think uh, the the coloring early on wasn't really my cup of tea, but yeah, I, I didn't hate it. But yeah, I don't know. There, there's uh they really make Batman talk less. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's it's not what I'm getting at, and I don't really care much for the the amount of screen time that was given to um, the police in this either. Oh, Vasquez uh, like and Gordon. It's this Vasquez person who's like the head of uh, prison prisons, mm-hmm. the prison yeah. bureau, um, which I don't know how she has that much power. Um, like that's like a new commissioner or something. I thought, you know, that's what I, it, but isn't that what she is? Like, cause Vasquez is like not a new character, right? Like that, that's canonically. She, I know. I'm, right. I'm not, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know like in current continuity Montoya is a commissioner. So. Brene Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, there you go. She's, uh, shows you how much I'm, I'm keeping up. Uh, yeah. What, you don't, not reading Fear State, dude? Come on. 
bro those two issues uh we'll get into it later but like nightwing those two like cut in fear state nightwing issues i just like breezed through them i was like all right this isn't yeah, relevant yeah, to my story which felt like classic comics to me <laughs> um, phil uh, uh event tie-in arc uh, am i biased yeah i'm a freaking collector of course like, i have issues i gotta know i gotta I know get, how I, it fits in i buy this colorful paper to fill a void in my heart you know like <laughs> Yeah. Am I going to read it? Probably not. But like, if the numbers are off when I'm scrolling through it, I might cry. So <laughs> what did I so miss? Yeah, classic comics. Good old classic comics. Um, how, how did you like EMP as uh, like the visuals? Dude, um, didn't care much for him. Okay. Uh, I thought it was like real boring design. Mm. Like bald, bald dude, really? Don't we have like five of them in Batman's lore? We got yeah, great white shark. We got Zaz freeze freeze yeah we got too many bald white dudes in gotham and they're all fucked up what does that say they are all <laughs> fucked up like, like it's the, also really his name is edward m like i like that it was a but little like, cheesy but i liked it yeah it was cheesy but like pick another name than edward we already <laughs> got edward nigma you tell me batman's got Two fucked up Edwards he's dealing with. He's gonna fight two guys named Edward. Come on. What Hold if they're both? Want... What if they're both attacking at the same time and he calls them? Huh? Who's gonna turn? Like, uh, there should be a third in the arc. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> and yeah, make your weird sound effects in the background. I don't know. I mean, it, it was fine. It was fine. I, I mean, uh, I think I saw somewhere there was like five Batman books that came out this week alone. Mm. Um. So the, the bat saturation, especially when it comes to uh, Black Label, like, I want to see more things like Rogues coming out. You know what I mean? Oh, um, that's going to look good. Do Rogues. That's my Stay channel. tuned. I'm that's going to be. That. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll keep reading it because I have problems. But uh, <laughs> I need, need, the, need the colored paper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I will say I did want to shout out the, the lettering because I thought that... The, there were some standout moments. Um, I'm looking at one. What page is this? This is uh, page 31, where Batman's chasing Edward across like a tower, and then you got this cool panel that's like these sets of panels inside the buildings, um, and then the lettering's like him running away. He's like, "No, don't put me back. Gotta find." And uh, I think the the lettering there is pretty dynamic. <laughs> And some of the the SFX are also pretty cool. I will say in in the early panels where uh, like the the police escort just happens and you have Batman chatter uh, chattering with Alfred and then you have police chatter at the same time. Mm. Um, I think there was some confusion there in terms of the bubbles. Um, originally, Alfred's bubbles were all circular, with you know white bubbles, and the police were like the pointier. I don't know the name of it. Uh, text box. So it like shows us an electronic kind of thing. Um, oh yeah. Accidentally switched with Alfred in two two panels. So I'm like, why are the why are the police talking in a British accent and calling people sir? Like, like <laughs> I don't know. It threw me off for a second. Like if I notice it, then there's an issue. I feel like um but yeah, I, I think all in all, eventually, yeah, it, it does get good, but it did throw me off there for a bit. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Avengers Forever, number one. Uh, this is a continuation of uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers uh, stories, plural, what? because there's like 20 of them right now, even though it's only one book, um, with art by uh, Aaron Cooter, 
Cam Smith and Jason Keith and Triona Farrell on letters, I believe. Uh, or maybe colors. I, I forget what you have. So what, what's your deal with Aaron Cooter? I love me some Cooter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Cooter art. Uh, no, no, I mean, yeah, I can, I can, sure, I can say that on a podcast and it makes sense, you know, for what we're talking about. But I do really enjoy Aaron Cooter's art. Um, I've been a fan of Aaron Cooter since, um, I, was, I think it's Greg Pak's Superman arc where it was huh. a, a depowered Superman, you know, the jeans and t-shirt. Um, and it was like a real grounded arc, unlike the J. Michael Straczynski grounded arc that was horrible. Um, but uh, then he did um, some of Jerry Duggan's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, there, there's nice. a weird, like it, it's super cartoony. Um, and there's Especially in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I like that. I like that in a comic book, especially when it's a, oh, okay. a weird comic book. You know what I mean? Like this deals with the Avengers across the multiverse, really. It's kind of a, a beginning of a forming a teen book, this, this issue. Um, to kind of catch you up to speed, uh, Dr. Doom forms a multiversal Masters of Evil. Let's and go. He's trying to catch uh, with Mephisto. And he's trying to take control of multiple Earths ending in the 616. Specifically, Mephisto was like, hey, make sure we do 616 last. We can take a roll all these other multi multiverses first. And the way he's doing a lot of it is by starting the multiverse at its inception when it was like the sa- like the Savage Avengers, you know? Like, That's I don't cool. know if you're familiar with like how Phoenix, Odin, the original Iron Fist, Agamotto, one of the original Black Panthers, Starbrand, and Conan. A ghost, a ghost rider that, that drives, that, that rides a mammoth. Um, that's fucking cool savage avengers oh this are these is like different? a savage lowercase s okay uh, prehistoric avengers probably prehistoric is probably the better way of saying gotcha it. okay um so dr doom and his masters of evil have been going in and just killing them so that the universe never actually forms um all right so, I... uh ghost rider robbie reyes is kind of getting brought into this and then this is the story um, so so, so he's this. but he's coming from like outside right he's he doesn't he's belong in this universe. universe okay yeah he's okay. from from uh, not, not ours but 616 gotcha um and this death lock is the one that's transporting him throughout time death locks are like um multiversal time cops in a way i've read it ext- uh, oh you read on kenny experts yeah yeah uh kenny experts and then uh carnage maximum it's carnage death, Deathlock and carnage bro he comes out like issue i want to say 10 like out of nowhere just like comes Damn, in he, that's a he, 90s book man yeah Was dude. Darkhawk in that too uh no but this other dude that looks like spawn and i'm forgetting his name night thrasher maybe rage no rage has the the tiger mask he a marvel character that looks like spawn dude he's just <laughs> like, like so many deadpool no, Other no, no. Deadpool? My my dude looked like like carbon copy. No, Nightwatch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nightwatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, he comes damn. out. He, That's a '90s book. It's a '90s ass fucking book. Um, but yeah, so this is the beginning of this. So the 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 master of evil that took over this universe is Red Skull, bonded with the symbiote. So it's ah, okay, skull. yeah. So that's. There's a lot to catch you up. This is like my my fear state um, catch up that I did a couple weeks back. Um, I appreciate it. Context where, where the story can go from here because I think Jason Aaron does really good at um, uh, batshit crazy stuff. 
uh, when he can kind of cut loose. This is like, crazy. It's not really tied to continuity. I mean, it is, but like only really Robbie Reyes is the only real actual point. Like you can kill off any of these other characters. And it's like, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of that, especially when it comes to a Marvel comic, like you can't really mm. get that as much. So when you deal with the multiverse and these other interpretations of characters, um, you can learn to like them and they can just kill them off unceremoniously. And then you can feel something again. That got dark. Um, but yeah, this one's a Tony Stark Ant-Man. And, and that reveal was kind of cool. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay, whatever. We're going to see Ant-Man come out. And all of a sudden it's like, what Tony, huh? That was like, interesting. Yeah. And it's fuck up drunk Tony too. I, I, interestingly enough, no context for that. I've not read any, any book where he's an alcoholic. Cause in the modern era, he hasn't been a demon in a bottle was like the big one. You probably wouldn't. I've heard of it. Cover, right? Like a yeah. in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a big part of his, his backstory, but it hasn't really been touched lately, especially when, you know, Tony Stark is the head of the, the, the main character in your multi-billion dollar movie franchise. Maybe. Not a good uh, look. Yeah, maybe he takes it easy on the sauce. Um, but he's dead now, so they can do whatever the fuck they want with this <laughs> The, I think the the concepts that Aaron throws in here are really cool. Um, the you can talk about either of them. It's, it's oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Both the um, the celestial head getting shrunk and being used as a weapon. I'm like, yeah. that was fucking cool. I like batshit crazy things like that. Yeah, even though they just leave the head there, like I'll come back for it later. I'm like, dude, what? What are you doing? Yeah, I've, I've played survival games before. You don't leave the good weapon behind saying you're going to come back for it later. You're not going to yeah. come back for that. Um, but yeah, I like, like the premise here. Uh, and then the, the little twist at the end with the uh, Thor's daughters um, showing up from Jason Aaron's God of Thunder run. That was cool. Is, is a nice little little touch too. Let's see where that goes. Um, I'll be honest. What really drew me into this was the cover. Oh yeah. I love a good like Where's Waldo cover. Where you can just <laughs> pick shit out and it's like oh could one of these characters be in it yes one of them was um the one front and center was well three of them were i guess robbie reyes was there too right and uh is there someone else that was there the that vision oh okay vision oh yeah that this the skeletal vision was in this too Death Uh, yeah i don't know i think i'll keep reading this this is it's weird it's stupid it's like stupid comic books i talked about how um uh what what did i say what's 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 good comic books whatever but this is like stupid fun in my opinion and i'm a big big marvel mark so i'll gladly read anything that the house of ideas turns out because i'm simple (laughs) i appreciate that you've been you've been recommending some of these because uh otherwise i would never touch a lot of them um do you read um the original did you ever read the robbie reyes ghost rider stuff by Chad no, Moore? nothing. Oh, Chad Moore? Dude, that was like one of his, like after Luther showed, it was like his big breakout thing. He's one oh. who designed Robbie Reyes's, you know, look and everything. No, I didn't. I did not. Yeah, um, dude, it's, it's good. Nice, nice, nice Hispanic ghostwriter too. <laughs> Young too. Like I was, I was, I was all down for it. I love Robbie Reyes. So like, that's the thing too. Like I like following characters in Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, why I read Moon Knight? I've always read Moon Knight. Um, typically if Hawkeye is front and center in a book, I'll read that too. Um, but Ghost Rider is one of those other ones. Um, and Jason Aaron had a fantastic Ghost Rider run way back before he was Jason Aaron, you know. 
Interesting. A, okay. A Johnny Blaze thing years ago, like pre Avengers. It's probably around Secret Invasion, actually, uh, when it came out. Um, so the, 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 he is he is well versed in those concepts. So I don't know. I think I think there's some things that can happen here that could be fun. I mean, the premise itself is like wacky and wild. So I think you you get that as a as creators, you get sort of that liberty you mentioned earlier. You know, to to be able to just like the characters here are the potential for them to just die is just there. I don't know yeah. to what extent they might actually in the story, but I think because you have that low risk, um, you're able to put them into more more engaging situations. No, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I wouldn't normally pick this book up. It was fun. I don't know if I'm going to follow it because to your point, it is... Want me to follow it and I'll keep you, keep you up to speed, let you know, keep... like, oh... It's yeah. gotten crazier, you know, like it's, it's. You, you like keep me posted. See, the, this was why I used to tune into the long boxes because I don't read these books, but these guys do. See, and I'm going to, I'm going to listen to hear their opinions because I enjoy this them. Is the, this is kind of why I recommended it because I know it's not your wheelhouse typically yeah, at all. Yeah. Very much outside. But I, I, Aaron Cooter is an artist that I've not really like explored or dabbled in. I thought the, for me, the, the backgrounds, the renderings were done very, very well. Um, less, yeah. less so the the faces um for me that was the thing that stuck out was the the boyish charm that tony and this has sort of had and uh yeah, like my hair in high school he's <laughs> like yeah, long Marcos knows it because he, we, we have like a group thing and they put a picture of me in high school as the friggin' cover photo for it yeah so. yeah <laughs> but the um but yeah man like the the backgrounds phenomenal thor's hammer that whole sequence you see like these shadows come across you see like the etchings in the wood the the cross hatching on this skull on this one page like dude the, it's a vengeance hammer too like where's that gonna go i, I see i don't know what that means spirit of vengeance ghost rider oh is, is this gonna be a ghost rider wielding mjolnir on fire yeah dude that, that, see, that, that actually this slaps is wacky comic book shit you know that, actually, like, that slaps this is why I like dumb shit like that. Dude, so. the, the one page with the train and like all the fire. Just yeah. like, can you imagine how long he took a, to like... A crematora train. Like, <laughs> it runs on uh, burning human bodies. <laughs> like, it just up. sounds like Jason Aaron just drinking whiskey somewhere in, you know, North Carolina. I think one of the Carolinas I think he lives in. And just seeing what comes out of his, you know, uh, in, in, a, in a stupor. You know, I, I think it's great so it's good stuff um we'll see it we'll see if i stick around you let me know and maybe i'll pick it up can be posted let you know if they do like a uh if swamp thing shows up it's multiverse right can that yeah if he shows up man thing who can talk there we go there it is so um now we got some wacky shit let's talk let's talk about dick uh nightwing number 87 by tom taylor uh bruno redondo and uh Colors by Adriana Lucas and Wes Abbott on letters. Yep, I, I like how uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo are considered storytellers in the credits of this. It's they. It I feel like yeah, they they definitely had to collab extra on this one. I think. Yeah. How did so, how did you feel? Have you been following Nightwing? I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, I have been. Okay. Um, Same. And I, and I know I know you've been digging it. Yeah. Yeah. Very much um, so. Yeah. It's um. I don't know. Like it's gonna sound like I just uh, 
really oversimplify things, but it's happy Batman. Like, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It's it's what I kind of need right now. Yeah. Like, do I love the antics of Batman? You know, jumping through his cityscapes and you know, beating the bad guys. Sure, but the world's a fucking depressing place. Let's do that with an actual good person who doesn't just beat mm. up poor people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like in One Dark Night, all those gangs coming out. I'm like, why don't you address the gang problem in a more you know uh, humanitarian way? <laughs> talk about how. You know, and, and that's that's what Dick's doing in this. That's you know? exactly he's, what he's doing. Exactly, he, he's he's tree. He's trying to tackle things as Dick Grayson and Nightwing. Which yeah. I'm sure stories have talked about Bruce trying to do that, but he's never fucking did that. Um, well, but but also to your point, his his characters. He's a totally different character. He's he is the the nice guy. He's you can relate to him as I'm trying my best to make the best of these situations. Yeah. Whereas Batman's just you know. Uh, Batman should be in Arkham Asylum. That's my that's my theory. You see, I want that he, black label book. He should have been in the in the EMP chamber. I agree. I agree. Um, no, but this is this is just like fun. And, and I've been a Redondo fan. I think since uh, Suicide Squad with Tom Taylor. Right. I think that's where I was introduced. Yes. To him, yeah. Good uh, stuff. Which I really enjoyed. And it wasn't in this issue, but uh, I believe like the Airy and 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 Wink mm-hmm. showed up in the previous issue of this. Um, but let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, this is a continuous image book. How did you feel about it? I would like to see what the continuous image looks like. If you join our Discord, um, one of the uh, one of the people on there, shout out to to Kephas, they put together like a whole thing of. Um, I think he reads digitally, and so he put together like a whole compilation image of it, uh, so you can actually check it out. And it, it, it look it looks really, really, really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's really cool. Um, is it a gimmick? So uh, how do I explain it? So it's literally every page is like if you would line them up next to each other, it would be one continuous image. Yeah, um, which okay. I don't think I've seen before. I've definitely not. Yeah, um, I think and it works strangely. <laughs> It, it works. I think it works well based on where they cut they cut the pages off. Um, I'd be curious to see what this looks like in physical. The thing is, I, I'm, I'm assuming you also read it digitally. And the thing for me is like how this works executionally, because um, for, for one thing, at least uh, you can now on Comicsology, you can now do two pages at the same time. You can turn yeah. it sideways and stuff. And so make your own splash pages of this book. Yeah. And well, the, I don't know if you, you noticed, but there's only technically 16 pages because everything is a double page spread. Sure. Um, and so while, while I was scrolling through, I kind of realized, I, I realized that there, we have less sort of story real estate because these pages are all continuous and Redondo had to really guide you through the story and so the lettering also had to guide you through the story and so yeah, yeah. i think what what ended up happening at least for me was i feel like i didn't get as much out of the issue as i feel like i could have because this essentially boils down to uh there's a hit out on dick grayson he has to turn to nightwing and then save um what's the dog's name uh, Bitewing or Haley? Bite, Bitewing. It's, it's both. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's it. And like that, that's that's the whole flow of it. Um, I think that works. And for this issue to be able to 
do this in one continuous story, I think it, it makes the most sense because it's a very compact, uh, very focused story. But I think content-wise, I didn't get as much as you would in a normal issue. And I, and I'm not knocking Fair. it for that. Fair. I think yeah. it's you know I, I think it is it is what it is, and the way that they executed this um, was done really really well. Um, I just feel like there was more from a story perspective that you would get in a normal issue. Not a bad thing. It's just this is the way that they were telling it, and uh, I I definitely appreciated it. I get that. Yeah, I think you lose a little in terms of story content. You do lose a little bang for your buck here, but I think it, it makes up for it in the sheer uh, uh, wonder of how they actually pull this off. Yeah. Um, it is really interesting how a Bruno Redondo must be tired of drawing Dick Grayson at this point. Nah, like, dude, he's having so much it's, fun. It's it's like so crazy how often he's like drawing him like in twenty different ways in one pat like one page, and it just follows him it's almost like a like time trial mode where you can kind of see your ghost behind you in the background yeah um, and yeah, just the detail of the city on this like honestly i don't mean to be like one of those dorks but like this will probably be like best issue eisner nom yeah I yeah um it, it's it's fun it is pretty uh he's really leaning into the cool color uh scheme uh the colorist was um uh, Adrenal Adrenal Lucas. Lucas, um where you know but uh nightwings he's blue and black you know and this whole book Easy. is a lot of pinks a lot of purples blues it kind of keeps that theme throughout um uh it's it's good stuff man and i like how like wholesome you know the relationship between barbara and dick is in this yeah it's not they're not fighting it's not like overly sexy you know like these are people who've known each other for so long went through so much shit and they're comfortable with each other and they trust each mm-hmm. other. And like, it, that's, that's what this is. Uh, and I enjoy that's that. been, that's been the enjoy, like the, the part that I've enjoyed the most of for that series for, for the series so far has been that relationship it's just cause it, you're right. It's wholesome. It's uh, they bounce off each other so well. And I feel like yeah. Tom really has each of these characters down like like to a science like he knows he has the voice down he has their interactions down and what they would do on a typical night and this is exactly what happened on a typical night one for dick for dick uh, dick grayson and for uh nightwing and batgirl it just, it just works yeah and all the buzz i've been hearing about this book too not even like this particular issue but like this the series and this creative team has been nothing but good yeah, um, I think it's like it, it's it's doing the thing that I've always hoped where Nightwing kind of becomes an A tier book, you know, when you look yes. at DC Slate, which I think yeah. is something that always should have been. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm really enjoying this, and also like, there's nothing more fun than a, like a like if this were filmed, it would be like a continuous shot, you know, like mm-hmm, Detective mm-hmm. Season One sort of thing, um, mixed with a little bit of John Wick with the dog story going on. Like it's it's like. Yeah, it's just it was just a good issue. I mean, this is my pick of the week out of the books I read so far. So same. Yep. Uh, I, I was really a fan of this. But um yeah, I think yeah. To, I'm excited to, to read more dick. <laughs> Always ready for more dick. Yeah, yeah. The um this being a potential like top tier book is I think present in this issue. Um and and not even just because of like the artistry involved, like yes, a hundred percent. But also, I think to your earlier point on like this is a happy Batman, and there's a lot of character and a lot of uh, care being put into building Dick Grayson and building Nightwing as 
yeah. a like city hero that extends beyond just I go here and I'm kicking ass because I think that was the poor people from, ass. Poor people ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, yeah, yeah. When I want to stress that, <laughs> I, have, I have qualms to pick with Batman. Sorry. <laughs> the, but but that's what brought me into the book in the first place was the fact that he's presented with you have this money, and now what? Like, what are you going to do? And I thought that that was really interesting, uh, just out out the gate. And so, um, yeah, I don't know I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm ready for more of this. And I think Tom Taylor just signed an exclusive deal with DC, right? Smart yep. DC, that's a good move. Um, you know, there is going to be a Justice League uh, writer position open up and opening up in like March or April. So I wonder if uh, I think I think right now it's like Hamer or Ram V. Is up there for, 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 the, for the spot. So let, let's see where that goes. I think uh, two of those, like Romby and Tom Taylor, are like two of the big guys at DC right now. And the Romby's, you know, dipping his toe into Marvel a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. So uh, those are the books we're reading this week. I'll probably read more. You can hit me on Discord if you want to know what else I'm reading. There's a lot more. Just trust me, there's a lot of stuff they would not let me uh, talk about on the show. So. <laughs> what I think, what I don't think you guys want to talk about Supergirl woman up tomorrow, which I'm still. Reading. Oh, dude, I I could not. I fell off that so hard. Dude, you just have a nice. Uh, I make I make a nice um, cold brew, old fashioned. And I just ooh, listen to some uh, thunderstorm um, ambient noise in the background. Sit in my chair and read some the prose that is Supergirl woman of tomorrow. That's my issue with it. Is that it is prose. I like it. I like it. Because right. it's not it's not Supergirl's point of view, so I, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Um, but what are we excited for for next week? I may be reading a lot of weird stuff this week, but next week, uh, I'm I'm gonna guess right now. There's probably not that much. <laughs> it's what a, a fourth week, and it's a holiday week. So what do we have? Um, oh, Robin comes out next week. Um, actually, Robin. I lied. There's some decent stuff. I've been really I've been really enjoying uh, Robin. Um, it's by uh, uh, Joshua Williamson, and uh, I think this one has a this issue has a different artist. Um, this is Roger Cruz is on this one. Um, it's a Mortal Kombat story with Damien. Okay. Um, and then Devil's Reign number two comes out next week. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love me some Daredevil. I uh, I'm looking at Human Target comes out next week. Definitely excited for that book. That's that's been very very good. I totally lied. Timeless number one comes out next week too. <laughs> the big new Marvel <laughs> event book. I lied. It's it's a big ass fourth week. Damn it, jinxed it. Power Rangers Universe comes out next week too. Is that number one? Yep. You know what? You want to do it? I'd be down for that. I don't. We've not we've not done a Power Rangers. We we've not done a. <laughs> I'm fucking talking about that. <laughs> um, we've that not. Go. <laughs> We've not done a Power Rangers book on this podcast. The uh, yeah, I, mean, I checked it out. I, I would absolutely, you know, especially considering like uh, we're definitely gonna do when they do uh, Godzilla versus Power- Mighty Morphing. That's gonna be fucking wild. Yo, dude, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for that one. That's gonna be. Uh, Kale will have to wake up in the middle of the night to be on that show. <laughs> in the middle of his sleep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what do you mean for? But next week also tyler you've uh you've glossed over my boy swamp thing green hell number one that's jeff oh, lemire dude. doug Mankey, dude dude i fucking lied it's a huge week next week <laughs> huge week 
Superman 78 number five is coming out. Yeah, no, I'm not. Oh, you're, are you off that one? Yeah, no, I'm not reading that. Right, I've never seen either. the original Superman movie. Sorry. No. All right. Well, so much for that. I'm not an old. haha. ha. Awkward. Um, all right, guys, that's our that's our show this week. Um, uh, where where uh, can you do the plugs? I'm I gotta I'd have to I didn't write my uh, my script for the. Plugs. Oh no, you're good. Uh, and plug, plug me up, Marco. <laughs> let's go, let's go. If you if you want to listen to more of our content, tune in every Monday. That's when we do their our regular weekly podcast. We cover the news. We cover what's going on in the world of comics uh, and uh, pop culture in general. Every once in a while, we'll have an interview. We recently talked to Jeremy Holt. It's a while. It's like every other week at this point. Jeez. <laughs> We try when we get when we get them they're good and 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 this uh, two weeks ago yeah. we had uh, Jeremy Holt on the show they talked about uh, Made in Korea great book from Image that recently wrapped up we also had Christopher Christopher Sabella a few weeks before that and um, we have a few other people maybe coming down the pike we'll see um, we're still figuring out some things in the new year. Um, and if you liked this set of reviews, these are our Thursday reviews, which cover the books that come out Wednesday, as Tyler mentioned. So anything Marvel, DC, or anything else that comes out, um, our image reviews come out on Wednesday, day and date. Uh, those are given to us by image. And so we get a chance to review them early. Wednesday is the spawn show. Wednesday is the spawn show, dude. And you know what? Spawn's getting pretty good. We'll see what happens. Not Spawn Spawn, but like the other Spawns, right? Uh, no. Well, Rory McCon was it Rory McConville is going to be on uh, oh, okay. the mainline Spawn, and it's been okay. last issue was good. Uh, go check that. Go check that episode out if you guys haven't. It's uh, it's actually we're surprised. Um, and then our book club, which comes out the last Tuesday of every month, is going to come out next week. If you're listening to this on Thursday on the twenty eighth, and that is going to be Scott Pogram uh the uh i'm a nice guy bible but he is a nice guy i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> he's, uh, he's a great guy show. i i never read it but i have hot takes on the idea of scott pilgrim but since, scott Pilgrim's great i don't know what you're talking about i'm sure the book is great i think the character is a piece Looks of a shit, lot of, but <laughs> well if you want to hear our thoughts on it go tune in i will listen to that one yeah i go. should probably read him first though. be educated <laughs> beforehand but that's a lot to read right now and nah it's okay you can do like some of those color so uh, actually, funny enough, they have the color one. I know they have the color one now. They do have the color. They have the color one. Is that what you read it on? Uh, yeah. Sean actually is first time reading it, and so he read it in color, but everyone else had read it in black and white before. So it was a cool conversation wow. about that. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Uh, until next show. I don't want to say next week because there's other shows in between. But yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you. Catch you then. Bye, guys.